This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The province has announced huge changes to the Ontario Municipal Board, and these changes supposedly will give cities more say in what developments go up in certain neighborhoods and create an appeals board that is designed to level the playing field between developers and residents. Some developments some developers argue this will stifle new housing and empower nimbyism. What do you think? Have you ever been involved in a fight against developers? The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now I'm joined by Jeff Kettle, who is the co-chair of the Federation of North Toronto Associations and Councillor Jay Robinson. Hello, welcome. Hi, Libby. Hi, Hi Jeff. Hi. Okay, well, Jeff, uh, let's start with you. Um, what is your perspective on this? Well, um, I guess um, I personally and uh, our associations are veterans of uh, a lot of um, entanglements at the Ontario Municipal Board. Um, in, um, we're cautiously optimistic uh, about the changes that are being proposed by the Ontario government. Um, we, we feel that um, giving the municipalities um, more of a more of a final voice, um, more of a, an ability to make a final decision, um, will on balance be a, a better situation than uh, having the possibility the um, of, of being of, that the municipal decision would be overturned um, by the Ontario Municipal Board. Yeah, uh, uh, just be, before we go to Councillor Robinson, I just want to remind our listeners about a, a case that we discussed just a few weeks ago. And sometimes people in neighbourhoods feel like they are beaten before they even start because uh, a developer works on a proposal with professional people that they have hired for sometimes months. Suddenly, someone in the neighborhood gets a notice two weeks in advance of a hearing because that's all they needed to have. And they struggle to get something together in that time. And uh, they don't have necessarily money to get professional help on it. And they kind of know that even if they get the answer that they are hoping for, it's going to be appealed to the OMB. Uh, did I miss anything there, Councillor Robinson? No, that was an excellent summary, Libby. And as you know, uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I've been fighting for this for six years. Uh, I actually was hoping to see the, the body completely abolished, but I have to say uh, they have actually put in some good measures, and one of them is exactly what you're talking about, greater support for residents through the establishment of a local planning appeals support centre, uh, so this will lessen the David and Goliath experience that most neighbors and communities have had a very intimidating, uh, overwhelming experience where they don't know how to navigate the OMB. They don't have the resources. They don't have the time, the money. And so this new measure they're putting, they're, one of their proposed reforms is the center that will work with residents and also, if needed, pr- provide legal and planning advice. 
Okay, so what's going to happen now? Are the, first of all, are people going to get more notice that something is going before a committee of adjustment, which is the first stop? So Committee of Adjustment is a city, a city body, yep. and so we are working on notification. I've put motions forward on that very issue, and staff are working on that. Uh, but a lot of the things that are at Committee of Adjustment will now go to a new body that we've created called a Local Appeal Board. So these are minor variances. Condos and apartment buildings and bigger applications go to the OMB, but that's going to stop now because the good news is if, if the decisions conform to the municipal plans and provincial planning policies, uh, the OMB will not intervene. They will not get involved. So um, what's been happening, Libby, is it's really been a planning body. Now they're transitioning it into an actual, what it should have been in the first place, and that is a true appeal body a mechanism for people to appeal. Up to this stage, it's been planning the neighbourhoods and communities of Toronto, and that, that's been uh, very unsettling to local residents, city politicians, and, of course, the city planning division. But, um, okay, the, I mean, the feeling is that it's pro-developer. How is that going to change for these bigger, uh, these bigger issues that it's going to deal with? I mean, you're saying that if, if their plan, if, if, uh, if once the city decides something, it's the, how will they figure out what they will hear and what they won't hear is what they, I'm asking. They will no longer be conducting what, what's called a de, de novo hearing. In other words, a new hearing where everything is gone through from the top to the bottom, and they come up and they make a decision. That's the situation right now. In future, uh, they, 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 won't, um, be, they won't be considering the same issue that was before the municipality as though no previous decision has been made. They'll have to take into account the, 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 the processes of the municipality and the decision of the municipality, and they'll only be able to make a recommendation back to the municipality uh, if they don't agree with what the municipality did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Councillor Robinson, uh, Right now, I believe they are uh, provincial appointees. How are, how are people going to get on the OMB? Is that going to change? Well, uh, that's uh, why I'm also a bit cautiously optimistic about this, is because the devil is in the details. And all we've seen so far, because uh, the announcement just took place yesterday, are the broad strokes. We have not seen the individual regulations as of yet. That will come with time. And this is not going to happen overnight either. I mean, it's a, it's a long process, as you know. Uh, when the province is trying to make these changes. But um, they are looking at having a tribunal versus the OMB. So the word OMB is, is gone. They're establishing a local planning appeal tribunal. And they will be, um, as I said, re- reviewing municipal decisions and determining whether those decisions conform to the municipal plans and the provincial planning policies. So it's only if the, in the case of this tribunal would find an inconsistency that, that uh, there would be an issue. So uh, they're also talking about this municipality having an additional 90 days to make a new decision. And so this setup really creates um, an appeal mechanism versus, as I said, what they've been doing formally is planning our cities, which, you know, people have not been happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that remains to be seen. Now, I just want to clarify something, though. In, for, the, for the issues that involved uh, so-called minor variances, that local appeal board is, is already in effect, is it not? So it's just, we just passed the bills at our last council meeting, meaning it's, it's final step. Um, it's going to be held at a library. There's a, already a sign-up on the door saying this is a local appeal board, and that will be taking place out of the library at Young and Eglinton. 
and um, that board will uh, basically deal with minor variances where the committee of adjustment decision is appealed by either the neighborhood or by uh, the developer. But it's much more local. Uh, New York City and Vancouver did this years ago. It's worked very effectively there. And so it's taken us a long time. This is another thing I've spearheaded and driven through council for the last six years, is getting this local appeal board in place. And Jeff Cattell and his association also have, have helped on that front. So this is, a, this is also, it's, it's interesting, Libby, because all of this is happening at one time. And you'll, see, um, you'll hear more from the local appeal board this, uh, this year in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff, uh, are you also, um, you know, cautiously optimistic, but it depends on, you know, how things are actually implemented? Absolutely. Um, even even the name change, you know, uh, abolishing, in fact, the, the name is being, the old OMB is being abolished uh, and a new uh, tribunal has been put in place uh, together with this new um, support center, which will act um, it sounds like it will act a bit like a public defender or a community legal clinic to actually help residents with cases. They can go and talk to a lawyer and a planner and, and, get, and get help. You know? what, what about the, the budget for this? I mean, you know, you mentioned uh, public defender legal aid. I mean, those, those institutions are in crisis for lack of funding. So uh, what is the budget for this? Well, that, that's all to be determined. <laughs> right. um, the legislation will only establish um, these things, and then they'll have to be funded. That's absolutely right. Um, hopefully, the the, um, the, um, the planning appeals uh, center will be an independent, um, and we'll have a board so that that board can, you know, can independently uh, point out that they need money. You know, if that's the case, in order to be an effective, um, um, to be effective in, in, in Ontario planning. Okay, uh, on the line we have Albert, and Albert is the VP of the Downsview Lands Community Voice Association. Hi, Albert. Hi, how are you doing? Fine. Hi, in 2011, I went to the OMB and lost a, a, a judgment in uh, regards to uh, 10,000 units in my Downsview Park. Right. This Downsview Park is a, basically a federal land, and this... Um, OMB is a provincial board, basically, and no one deciding what to do with the federal land. And this land is about about 600 acres of land, and basically one and a half times the size of High Park. And basically, I lost the judgment. I didn't have the money, the resources to do anything, and uh, so now I'm living with the consequences with all this development, which is huge. 10,000 units is about 20,000 people. And a lot of development. Uh, initially, the land was supposed to be in the hands for the people of Canada. Uh, regards to uh, Sean Crutchin, said the land was supposed to be, um, you know, mixed use of, you know, uh, Central Park. And now we have a condo city, which is uh, not fair. Uh, well, um, what do you think of these changes? It might help something, but you still need money. That's the problem. Is uh, because to, to fight something like this, you still need to hire your own planner, your own uh, your own uh, traffic people. That still costs you between fifty to hundred thousand dollars to fight all these things. Well, yeah, what there's what there's. We went to the to the uh, urban planners. 
how much they want is incredible. Well, we 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 were just hearing about this new body that will provide this assistance. Uh, Albert, thanks for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Yeah. There, there's no question the the cost issue has been a huge um, impediment um, to to justice in in this area. Um, as 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 um, Councillor Robinson knows very well, the uh, local ratepayer association in her area um, managed to gather $100,000 to to fight a particular development. And even that wasn't enough to be able to pay their lawyer uh, to sit um, during the whole hearing, um, which went on, you know, when, you know for a couple of weeks. Um, one of the improvements um, proposed is to uh, triage and, and be able to short, um, streamline the, 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 the hearing so that they're shorter. And, I, uh, I, and therefore they would be less expensive. Less as well as we've already talked about the um, the support um, from the um, local planning appeal support center. Uh, I mean, I have to say, and in the interest of, of uh, full disclosure, uh, you know, I, I live in a neighborhood that fights these things too. And uh, we have to fight development, even though our, our neighborhood is historically designated. But at the end of the day, that does not necessarily mean very much. And it's a matter of uh, you have to raise money from the neighbors. Uh, up until now, anyway. Yes, and so I, I would echo Jeff's comments in saying um, there's a feeling of disillusionment and despair among neighbourhoods. I, uh, I have more than 22 ratepayers associations in my ward. The reason they've popped up is to fight the OMB. Uh, it's a lot of volunteer time, but it's a lot of money. And even, as Jeff indicates, when they do have the resources and, and, and raise the money, they traditionally lose. So it's very disheartening. We've actually had one ratepayers association, which was the strongest in my area, that's gone defunct because after a, a terrible loss at the OMB, they really lost their ability to um, to function because they were wiped out both emotionally but also financially. So it, it's very, it's really been frustrating. Also, it's difficult, as you can imagine, Libby, to hire lawyers and planners that will go to the OMB and fight against the province because, again, they don't necessarily want to take that on. Um, and so, you know, they want to maybe work with the OMB on the next application. And so it, it's been a nightmare uh, for, for residents groups who have really been civically engaged, wanting, wanting to tackle development and ensure that things aren't, you know, developers are very aggressive these days, and just to make sure that development is happening in a responsible way. Okay, uh, just uh, uh, one more question before we take another call. Uh, what about the argument that that these added uh, these added regulations will stifle development? They will encourage nimbyism at a time when really, uh, you know, the real estate situation shows that we we need more housing. I think I can uh, speak for resident associations that generally they are not anti-development. We find the, the term NIMBY to be very pejorative and very unfair when really all the residents are doing is trying to maintain the quality of life in their neighborhood for their children and their grandchildren. Uh, and um, they, they are really, um, really holding to account uh, the planning process and the, and the development of their area uh, and trying to make sure that, in fact, the, the development that occurs conforms with the city plans. Uh, very often, the, 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 the developments, the, the city prepares a, a, a plan, a focus area plan or something, and then the developers come in with something that is much more intensive, much taller, 
much more density than was envisaged by the city. So um, it's not the Ranty development. It's, it's, silly. it's more a matter of accountability to the city's um, plans that have, been, that have gone through a public engagement process. Okay, let's hear from uh, John in Brampton. Hi, John. Hi. You're on the air. We're listening. Uh, thank you. Um, number one, we put this government in charge of a light switch, and uh, look where we are with hydro. Mm-hmm. We don't need the OMB. We don't. We, what we need is, is control uh, at the uh, regional level. The, the city, again, I live in Brampton, in, and this city for the last 40 years has been run like a flea market. Um, two pieces of land in question, one, I sold 14 years ago, uh, and they wanted to tear down the old bungalow. It was in an area that is being redeveloped, um, and the, the buyer wanted to put up a, a 6,000 square foot office building. Uh, 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 John, could you, uh, we, your line is difficult, so uh, if you could maybe, uh, do you, so do you think these changes are a good thing? No. Decoration. Decoration. Okay. Thanks very much for that. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.